Good Sunday morning. This is Mike Sarig, the voice of Vital Ministries, and it's good to be with you today on this beautiful sunny Sunday. Man, we've had a little bit of glimpse of snow again this past weekend, and how beautiful it truly was, even though it didn't amount to much in our uh, our neck of the woods, but it sure was very pretty outside, and we're thankful for that. Matter of fact, there was no much more snow. I was, I don't know about you, but didn't move it due to the fact of you know, the last time we got all of our snow in January, we got about 30 inches in total. And man, there were, there were snow drifts everywhere and piles and piles of snow. And it just, all of that stuff is all but gone now. And there's barely a, a resemblance. And you have to go out in the trees to find these snow now. But anyway, just a beautiful time. And yes, winter's not quite over in Iowa. But again, we've had a pretty good, pretty good stint and just some uh, just good weather. But today, maybe traveling down the highway, just be safe out there as you travel. Uh, watch out for other people as they're going down. It is sometimes crazy out there, but just be safe as you're going down your road. Thank you for turning in to KBOE 104.9 FM on your radio this morning and taking time to listen to Vital Ministries in your day. And I encourage you, don't turn that dial. We're going to talk about what it means to have joy in your life, finding your joy. And that's going to be something I think is going to be encouraging for us today as we look. Everyone, I believe, looks for trying to find joy, but thank you for listening and be safe as you travel. Those of you who are headed on your way to church this morning, be safe as you go. What a great time to be part of a church and what a blessing. And I just encourage you as the days ahead, even more so be plugged into your church. Um, just make sure your pastor is speaking truth and um, get through the word of God and also to the spirit of the Holy Spirit is allowed within your church. So those things are really, really important. Speaking the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to move. That's really, that's essential today in these churches, speaking truth. And uh, what a great time. Also, too, those of you who are at home today, thank you for listening. I know you're... Uh, you're out there listening, and, and this is part of your Sunday morning regiment. And I just want to thank you for being part of Vital Ministries this morning and allowing us to be in your day. And uh, again, thank you for being with us this morning. But just a few things to, just to highlight this morning. Our next um, Warrior Breakfast for Men is going to be March 2nd. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. You don't want to miss that out on that because what a great opportunity it is for men to come together as men. And also, too, it's a great opportunity to bring somebody who wouldn't come to church with you, but you could get them to come for breakfast with you. Last month, we had over 60-some guys show up. What a great time. It's not that numbers mean something, but there's something about strength in the room when you have that much, that many men. And I just want to encourage you again. It's uh, March 2nd, the Warrior Breakfast at Lighthouse Church in New Sharon, Iowa. It is from 8 to 9. And I promise you this, men, you will be out the door at 9 o'clock to get on with your day. But man, what a time we have great food. My understanding, biscuits and gravy and, and bacon is back. Meat is always on the menu, men. And you don't want to miss out on that. Just a great time. We'll, give, we'll feed you heartily and we'll feed you spiritually spiritually as well and just a, a great time and it, and to bring a friend also to to bring your sons and it this is without a doubt it is a men's event March 2nd 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning at Lighthouse Church in New Sharon you can go to our Vital Ministries website or you can click on the Light, Lighthouse uh, Facebook page and also to find that location if you're not really sure where that's at so you want to miss out also, too, Vital Men, we're back this coming Wednesday. We took a week off. We wanted to make sure the men were going out. Obviously, it was Valentine's Day last week. Go out and, and to take time to spend with your wives. But we will be back in, jumping back into the book of Matthew. Man, it has been good. We are driving hard in the book of Matthew to get down to the time of, of Easter. 
and what a great time of celebration that it is and how much that we're learning. And we got different locations right here in New Sharon. We meet on Wednesday night from 6.30 to 7.30. Also, too, they meet in as well. You can go to our Vital Medicine website and check that out. They meet in Ottumwa and also Knoxville. So just some great times just to go out as men to go check that out. Also, too, you don't want to miss out, too, on Vital Life and Vital Men devotionals. Man, some good stuff on there. Uh, we have different writers that write and um, just some good stuff. It's a, it's a nugget in your day. So if you don't have anything to plug into, I encourage you to do that. I do that. And also, too, I do the one-year Bible. And what I'm doing with that this year is I'm listening to it um, on, a, on, a, on an app on my phone, really enjoying that. It's just given me a little bit difference in context of as opposed to reading it. Uh, as opposed to listening to it. I do it first thing in the morning when I'm getting ready. I get ready to my morning, my day, showering, uh, getting ready, uh, brushing my teeth and combing my, well, a little bit of hair I got left. But doing all that stuff and listening to the Word of God, it prepares my day, it prepares my heart, it prepares me to go out for what the what the world has for me. And just encourage you today to get plugged into some of those things. So let's get started this morning about finding your joy. Now this morning we're going to talk about finding your joy helps you run the race. <clears throat> now, here's some interesting things this morning before we jump in. The race of life has a lot of meanings to it, doesn't it? It, br- it, it can bring joy, it can bring anxiety, tiredness, and sometimes exhaustion. When I was in high school, back in the day, back playing football a long time ago, it seems like, we have a coach, and he's still around with us today. He's He is a mountain of a man, Coach Jerry Staten. Uh, made us run every year what he would call the 12-minute run. And I tell you what, for that, what that meant is for the linemen, it was six laps around the stadium, which was, was equivalent of a mile and a half. You had to do that in 12 minutes. Now, for the backs and, and the other uh, folks there, th- that was you had to go seven laps, which was a mile and three-quarter. That was, without a doubt, back in the day, a run. And every summer I prepared for it. It was brutal and I hate to run anyway, but that was part of the requirements about going out and playing football. You had to run this race at the very beginning. That's the first thing he made us do. Now I can remember guys, it was, this was interesting. Guys were going that were not ready to go, throwing up while they were running, quitting, standing, or, or, or whatever it might be, but you had to fight through it. And if you didn't make it, guess what? You ran it again with your other teammates, but on your time this time before practice started in the day. First run was included in the practice. The second run, or if you didn't make it in the second run, continued to happen on your time. It usually took about two times for me, but I would eventually make it. And it was, without a doubt, a mind game. See, running the race of life can be a mind game as well, can't it? Distractions, obstacles, and especially the devil tries to keep you from having the goal in mind, and that is to finish the race in your faith. It says this in John 10.10. It says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Now, these are Jesus' words. See, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly, and that's what Jesus did. That was his purpose in life is to come. See, the word abundant means exceedingly, very highly, beyond measure, more, a life greater than we can imagine. No, that would bring great joy without a doubt. Would you not agree with me this morning? See, the devil, he hates that, 
hates that. He wants to kill and steal and destroy the joy in your life. Because if your life is a life of joyless, joylessness, your living is defeated, a defeated life, and that is without a doubt his goal. That is his, his purpose, is to bring as many people to hell as he possibly can. Why? Because of all of God's creation, we were the only ones of his creation that was created in his image. You can go to Genesis chapter 1 and realize that. God created us, man, man and woman, to be created in his image. And that's the key. we got to be really mindful of that. And with that being said, God's initial intentions was that everyone would enjoy the Garden of Eden, Eden and also to make it to heaven. But the devil came to destroy that plan, and he is doing everything he can. Matter of fact, we live in such a day that evil and darkness is at a rapid rate, and everything about what the enemy is doing is to come to distill your joy and, and steal away your salvation. So that's why it's so important as we get into reading to, in the Bible this morning about the importance of running a race. And your joy will help you along the way. When you find joy, you find peace. And when you find peace, that it helps endure the salvation in the midst of the race. Now, this morning, my point number one is this. If, you're, if, you're, if it makes you're writing these things down or, or if you just want to remember, God in and work out. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 2 this morning, starting with verses 12 and 14. And let's look at what it has to say in the Bible. The Bible says, this is Paul's writing, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now I am away. It is even more important to work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So what it means by this is God instills in you the power of your salvation, which brings the joy in your life. God brings that in you. A lot of times people think, well, I can go out and find that joy somewhere else. You can't manufacture it. You can't go out, no matter what you do, the determination, the, the choosing, the attitudes, it will fleet away. As we read in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit installs in our lives. So we got to ask Holy Spirit for joy. And what he means by that is when we get, when he instills in that, he goes back and says, you must work out your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Working out your, um, your salvation is basically to show the joy in your life and you become a bright and shining light in the midst around of the people that you live and you do work with. I think that's important today as we go about our lives is, is, is to share the joy of the salvation of what Jesus has done in us. Are you ready with the gospel message when, when you meet people? You know, Paul says, always be ready for the gospel message at any given time. You never know when those opportunities are going to happen. I love at our church right now, uh, uh, we have one of our elders, Mike, and, and he, he's called, we, we did a teaching series on, on uh, how to... Uh, uh, share the, the gospel message, how to share your faith. And he calls them 
bucks. And what he did is with our church to present it, and he takes out, if you did something, showed something or something of kindness or did something for God, you put a buck in, you put a buck in a box, and I love it. This is great. And what's so neat is we're seeing so many people taking those dollars and taking out of some of the kindness of things that they've done. I, we got, we got a, uh, his son, just a fine young man named Noah. And he comes up to me. He goes, hey, Mike, guess what? What? I said, he goes, I'm going to bring two of my friends. Now, remember, this, he's a young man. He's a, I believe he's a sixth grader. And he's a, just a young man, young in his faith, and he wants to take two of his buddies to the warrior breakfast. I said, man, Noah, you need to put that on a dollar and write that down on the, on the, on the, God, on the God bucks and put it in the, in the box. Because, man, he's showing in the midst of his salvation the joy, and he wants his friends to come and to know Christ. What a great opportunity, isn't it? You know, another way of working out your salvation, I found this interesting. My son shared this story with me just this past week. He, he said, Dad, you won't believe this. Uh, they, he, he goes to um, Vibrant Church in Plantation, uh, Florida. Matter of fact, you can Google that or, or look him up, and it's your Vibrant Church. And my son Brandon and his wife, Jonna, they do a beautiful job of ministering in, in um, South Florida. And he says, Dad, we send out every week, and he, and he sees them, he sends out these videos, but he also encourages people, go to the book of John and read it. And well, anyway, there's the, there was this woman, she was a Jewish woman, and before she came to his church, she, she was uh, prayed to God. She goes, God, if you're real, if I want to have a, I, I want to have a moment with you, something that's real, something that I know without a doubt it's you, I want you to give me a gift. Share it with me. So it was interesting. So she's on 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 the on her Facebook page, and she's doing solitaire, and she's uh, doing solitaire. And all of a sudden, my son's vital, or excuse me, uh, vibrant church uh, ad comes up on her screen, and so she watches it, and it intrigues her. She's interested. She was intrigued by Brandon, and then she so she started work. Uh, reading in the book of John. Now, bear in mind, she's Jewish. Jewish people generally who don't know Jesus Christ don't read the New Testament. They believe that Jesus was no more than a good prophet. So she reads So she reads uh, in the book of John. Then she gets to chapter 3, where the story talks about uh, Nicodemus and Jesus sitting down at late of an evening and having a conversation. A Jewish man. She can identify with all the things that the Jewish man by the name of Nicodemus is asking the questions. How can you how can you be born in the spirit? How can you go back? All these questions that Nicodemus is asking, she's relating to. And what happens is, is reading chapter three, she comes and finds salvation in Christ. And then the following Sunday goes to Vibrant Church in Plantation, Florida to meet my son and shares her, her story. See, what was so cool about that is my son was, uh, what was neat is he was sharing about the joy in his life and that finding joy, you can only find it through Jesus Christ. That was the gift for her. Joy in the salvation. She was working out her salvation to come to Jesus Christ. How cool is that? And I think that's what God wants us to do is give those opportunities to work out our salvation to where we can go and extend it and share the gospel message to other people about the joy of the Lord is our faith. Isn't that true? The joy, you you have an, it's more than choosing. 
It's asking Holy Spirit to fill me. And then when you get filled, then you choose to walk in the Spirit and have joy in your life. And I think that's that's just so important for us today as we look at what it means to have God in and to and to and work out. Point my point number two this morning is this: live a clean life. Now let's look at that. What do, what do you mean by that, Mike? What do you mean by living a clean life? This is what it says, starting with verse fourteen: Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean and innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in the world full of crooked and perverse people. Now, this is interesting. What I'm seeing here, it says do everything without complaining and arguing. Man, I tell you what, most people in their faith of Christianity don't get this portion about the complaining and the arguing because that's what it seems like what we do. And that is the that is the perspective of non-believers. Why would I want to join something who doesn't get along? Isn't that true? And we get so hung up on so many things about, about things in, in, about church, about complaining and arguing. We're either arguing about whether we like the music, we don't like the music, how they're playing the music, what they're not doing, how the color of the paint on the wall. Should we not have color of the paint on the wall? You get into children's ministry, should we put murals on the wall? Should we not put murals on the wall? All these different things that goes on. Please don't make messes on the carpet. Oh, have a coffee time. How can we have coffee time? People will spill food or drink on the carpet. All those different things become a big arguing and complaining mess. And let's talk about tradition. Man, all those things, man, we've always done it this way, right? But see, the Bible says here is do everything without complaining. So, so here, here's my issue. is what I think what's important for us is to do everything with joy. You know, sometimes I, we sing songs that I don't necessarily like in our worship. But... I sing because I'm here to worship God and I'm not here to argue or complain. I'm here to worship. And even though we we sing different songs or different things that go on, you know, do I like hymns? Yes, I do. But to have a steady, to have a steady flow of that every Sunday, I don't know. That's not so much for me. But if that was the decision that was made, God is bigger in my life than the, what I'm worried about about. The, the worship and the other things. I think it's so important for today. We, we miss so much what church is really about. We're too busy working and, uh, and arguing and complaining. But Paul goes on further, says, live clean. Live innocent lives as children of light. Now, how do we live clean and, and, and innocent lives? It's because we got to be established, number one, in God's word, isn't it? How often do we truly get in the word of God and to listen and, and, and to read what he says and then take it out and apply it? It's one thing to read it. It's another thing to do it. And if you really want to leave a, live a clean and innocent life, choose to live by the book of life, which is the word of God, which is the Bible. The other thing is, too, where, how are you are in your prayer time, your prayer life. How often do you ask God? Is it always just for a favor? Or is it simply to get before God and worship Him and thank Him for the, all the things that He's did and the blessings that He's given in your life? Each day, man, when you get up in the morning and you see that sun, you've been given another gift of life on this earth and what a treasure. We get so focused on all the stuff that's going around, especially in, the, in our um, world today. I, I, I like to listen to Bill, Bill O'Reilly. He's got some good stuff. I don't always agree about everything he says, but there's a lot of things he's tracking on. He was talking about this, this year is going to be, without a doubt, a year of hate. Hate. 
He says, we're going to see unprecedented hate, especially with politics. We're going to see unprecedented hate between party lines. And folks, we're already seeing that, isn't it? But here's my question. How can you ever present the gospel if you're so steadfast and, and, and held on to what you think is right against another person who is against another party line or whatever it might be? How much ground do you think you're ever going to get with them to share your gospel message? Because you're going to shut it down right away. And I think it's important for us. Jesus did not get involved in politics. He stayed the course and did what the Father said for him to do. Is it for us not to be part of it and understand it or be naive? No, that is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is it's essential for us. Yeah, vote. You're a, you are both an American citizen and a citizen of heaven. Is that not so? So voting is a big issue for us, isn't it? Go out and cast your vote. That's the way you can. That's the best way that you can instill your voice and sh and, and share. But to go out and see how some people are doing these rioting, rioting, and all the I I my is I watch you. I don't watch the news, but I've heard some different things. The looting and stuff that's going on in San Francisco and all the craziness that's going on, and the barbaric uh, things that are happening. That's just hate. There's nothing. That's 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 how that's how people who live sinful and don't know Jesus. That's how they live. They don't know any other way. But we are not to live that way. We are to live a clean and innocent life and be people of light, full. Because it says the world is full of crooked and perverse people. I tell you what, character and, and, and the person that you are speaks volumes today. And who that you are, are you willing to do that at such a time as this? Which brings me down to our third point this morning. Have joy in the race. Starting with verse 16 is what it says. Hold firmly on the word of life. Then, the, then on one day that Christ returned, I I will be proud that I did not that I that I did not run the race in vain. That my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God, and I want all of you to share that joy. Yes. You should rejoice, and I will share your joy with you. Now, here, here's what's interesting. Again, Paul's incar incarcerated. He's in prison. In all honesty, the next step is probably his execution. But he's choosing to re rejoice in the Lord, continue, continuing to run the race no matter of his circumstances or the situations in his life. And I think that's so important for us today. If we're truly going to have joy in the race, we have, to, we have to live it. Enjoy the race of this life. And I tell you what, so often people go, man, things are so bad and so pessimistic and all the things. And you know, without a doubt, folks, it looks bleak. I'm not going to deny it. It looks bleak. It's going to take something major for, for the world in which we've lived and the world in which we have uh, known as in the, in the American culture and the American nation is going to take a major shift to turn back. But I tell you what, this is what I believe. I believe the enemy is doing, again, everything he can to kill, steal, and destroy your joy and your salvation. And evil and darkness are colliding majorly. But what we do know as we stay in the word of God, that God wins. So if you stay in the midst of your faith, Regardless about what happens in your life and choose to follow him in everything that you say and do, you will receive joy in your life. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to bring joy in your life in the midst of the race. 
How are you running that race? How are you choosing to live your life for him? That's really the key in what we're doing today is living our lives for him and trusting him. No matter the situation, the things, the turmoil that's going on. You know, again, I'm going to encourage you to get away from watching all the news. Most of it's not true in the first place. Get into where the sources of truth and find them and then hone on to those places. It's in those places, folks, that I think that will not hurt your heart, but also, too, you will find, be able to find joy and work out your salvation and knowing that we are waiting for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're living in last days. Every generation has thought that, but I believe that for the first time in my own life. Will or will not, not will Jesus return before I see the grave? I don't know. Even Jesus said he did not. Only the Father knows. But what we do know is what we can read in the Bible and the signs uh, the signs of the times, and we're living them. We're seeing them play out today. And that should bring us great joy of knowing that Jesus Christ is returning. And when he does, everything will be brought into place. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care whether you believe in him or you don't believe in him. That is where it's going to be. Every knee will bow. And those of us who choose to live by faith, a lot of times we sit there and think everyone has failed. Man, I, uh, Elijah thought that. He cried out to the Lord, just take me and kill me. Take me out of here. Every knee has bowed to Baal. And God reminded him that's not true. Over 200 in your nation have not kneeled to Baal. You're not the only one. There's a remnant. My wife is always reminding me of that. There is always will be a remnant because we see that in the, in the word of God that there's always a remnant that exists in the midst of trials and tribulations. So find joy, exceedingly joy, and knowing that Jesus Christ is returning, that he has brought salvation to your life, and that God is on the move, and everything will be set right someday. That should get everyone this morning a joyful heart. I pray that it does for you today. Finding joy in the midst of your life, so stay the race, stay the course, and run the race with endurance of finding joy and peace in your heart. Let's pray today. Again, Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come and praise and worship you, that we might find exceeding joy in the salvation of the works that you did for us on the cross, that you came and died for our sins so that everyone who believes and confesses you by name shall make it to heaven and rejoice to you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are the great I am. That brings us joy in the midst of the darkness of days. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, and we thank you for bringing exceeding joy in our life today. We love you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. We've got one more week of finding your joy. You don't want to miss out. We'll see you next week. This is Mike Serig, the voice of Vital Ministries.